0: You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for listening. I so appreciate having you guys here. So you are in for a divine treat. Today, we have another episode of KT and a So this is a mini series where I have podcast listeners come on and interview me. So today we have one of my friends and longtime listener of The Kelly Track Show, my friend Selena Ho. And Selena has probably listened probably from day one. So she heard all the episodes and they were really bad <laughs> to where they are now. So she is interviewing me today. Now, Selena is also the founder and CEO of ReCloseted. So after watching the true cost and learning more about the harmful fashion industry, ReCloseted was born. Selena aims to shine a light on the industry's dirtiest secrets, everything from unethical labor practices to fast fashion environmental impacts to the chemicals going into our clothes. So Selena is starting a movement and building a tribe that's totally dedicated to turning things around in the fashion space. And I'm really stoked to have her here today on the pod. Now, one more thing I want to share before we get going is the fact that this episode is supported by Teachable today. So Teachable is my favorite online course creation platform. I love Teachable. Teachable is the place where my online courses live. In this episode, I share again that I make the most amount of money (laughs) from my business from my online courses. So no surprise, you guys love and adore and you guys are obsessed with your best life and your conscious empire, which makes me so happy as the teacher and (laughs) owner of the kellytrack.com school. It's so hilarious that I have my own school, but it's true. When you create your account with Teachable, you get to have your own online school too. So if you are looking to get started and teach something and turn it into an online course, which I highly recommend, Teachable is the platform you should totally do it on. If you use the link in the show notes to sign up, you get three free classes taught by Teachable themselves totally for free. Plus even the option to get one-on-one support and work with the Teachable team as you go and build out your course. So my dear friends, all of those links are in the show notes for you and we're going to get into this episode right away. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Selena. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so stoked to be on. Yeah, I feel like I have mentioned you so many times. That whenever I mention a <laughs> Selena, it's you. You're the only Selena I know and I feel like I've brought up your name at least two or three times on the podcast. So for the listeners out there, this is this is the Selena I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: Hi, everyone. I know.
0: And then every time I hear my name, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shoutouts for that reason, because they're so fun. Yeah, totally. So thank you so much for joining us for a Q and a episode. This is really fun because A, you're a listener to the podcast, and B, we've known each other for a really long time. I want to share with the listeners how we met. We met at like a I was, I think, in first year, and you were in 12th grade, and there was, like, a conference at UBC, and we were just sitting next to each other at lunch, and I
1: remember, had you gotten into solder at that time? No, not yet, and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to apply to business, Um, so, yeah, you were actually, I don't know if I ever told you this, but you were actually one of the reasons why I decided to go into business, So pretty cool. Oh, that is so cool.
0: That's so cool. Were you thinking of sciences at the time? yeah I was thinking
1: of sciences or arts and it's just you know your typical grade 12 year you don't really know what you're doing so yeah yeah, the conference was great and then talking to you and meeting you was really awesome too
0: cool oh that's so cool I know it feels like that feels like uh, ages ago I know (laughs) I feel like we've changed so much I feel like I still have photos from that event somewhere on my Facebook but anywho I feel like I've long untagged myself (laughs) (laughs) So before we jump in, I would love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you're up to and share a bit about
1: Re-Closeted. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I graduated pretty recently as well. I graduated uh, from the same school that Kelly went to UBC two years ago. Um, And I'm doing marketing right now at a, a telecom company here in Vancouver. And so I love what I do in my day job. But I also on the side, I'm really, really passionate about the fashion industry. And so, in particular, I watched a documentary that outlined how harmful the fashion industry can be. You know, anything from the materials our clothes are made out of to the unethical labor practices, uh, and also just to how we think about buying clothes and then how we dispose of our clothing when we're done. So, just every single part of that cycle just seemed broken to me. And so, I really got inspired to do something about it and share. I just share this with everyone. So yeah, I recently started, uh, Closeted, um, and it's basically R E closet and then E D at the end. And we right now have an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also a website where we have a blog. And so right now I'm just trying to share about the harmful industry with everyone and start a movement to turn things around. Cool. So cool. So
0: why fashion? Have you always loved fashion? Has it been something that you've always been curious about?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, I've always really been into fashion and using clothing to express myself. Uh, But it just broke my heart when I learned that You know, my my love for the industry was actually causing such a bad impact on the environment, on on the garment workers and ending up in our landfill. So because of that, I really want to try to write the industry that so many people like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think fashion is one of those things where people are not super aware, like especially in North America. We just don't really know unless you watch the documentaries like you just don't know. I mean, same thing goes with everything, like food and chemical use and pesticides right. and like, I mean, yeah, everything, like pharmaceuticals. There's always, yeah, I feel like it's so important to like get an an education in that by watching documentaries. Um, And you have amazing taste. I feel like every time I see you... You wear amazing things, and you are my ex- so expander for
1: my getting my Chloe bag I know because it. of your bag. I was bag. so happy when you got it. When you got it, and I was like, yes, Kelly did it, because you've been talking about that bag for so long.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I was, I'm was. i really I'm really in love with it, but you are my expander, so I've been following this Lacey Phillips chick. She teaches manifestation, and she talks about expanders, and it's the people who sort of like show you it's possible kind of it's like when somebody close to you gets something you're like oh I can do that too and you are my expander because you have the black the black Celine right it's a Celine right mm-hmm. oh, yeah that's and so it's sweet. really beautiful yes yeah, so you're my expander <laughs> <laughs> and then actually I think the conference we met up that was that was an entrepreneurial conference hey it
1: was which is so wacky
0: I guess I it know. all came full circle it really did I was just thinking about that now because I remember like not really knowing about entrepreneurship and it's hilarious that we met there. And then you and I are both doing our own things as well now with, you know, Recloseted and my business. So when did you have the aha moment of like, oh my God, I actually have to do this. Cause I feel like you've always had a mini entrepreneurial bug, especially with your love for Sophia Amoruso and Girl Voss. When did you have that final like moment of like, oh my God, I actually have to start
1: Yeah, so I've been thinking about this for a while, and I feel like that's kind of the mentality a lot of people have. They'll have an idea, and maybe they're—I was actually, quite frankly, kind of scared and didn't have the courage to do it. And so uh, one of the reasons why I decided just to do it was after I listened to your podcast episode about um, all the things you're afraid to tell us and that just really inspired me because you know everyone has that fear and everyone has something they're afraid of but it's important to have the courage to do it because you know once you do take that step your your fear goes away and you can really level up and so I decided just to take the plunge and to do it and it was pretty easy I just did baby steps I started setting up my social media I started you know creating some posts I wanted to talk about and then it just really snowballed from there
0: Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad that that episode inspired you. That makes me so happy to hear. I really appreciate that because sometimes I just like, I put out my work and then sometimes like nobody comments on episodes. That episode got a lot of comments, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that that resonated with you. And I think that's so cool that you, you're doing it. And then can you share a little bit as well about how you are doing it in conjunction to your full-time job, which I think is awesome. And I feel like in the entrepreneurial world, everybody kind of glorifies that like full time we all in, you know what I mean? Um, And I, I would love for you to share from your perspective of like being able to have a foot in each world right now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's a good question. Um, so my day job right now, I love the people I work with, and I love the learnings that I'm getting from that. So um, my nine to five, I try to be as efficient as possible. And then when I get home, um, even if I'm tired, I still make time to work on closeted. What I found is that before I would come home and I would just kind of waste my time on YouTube or Netflix and then kind of go to bed. But With working on closet, even if I'm tired, it's something that I'm super jazzed and passionate about. So I get all re-energized again, and it's like a second burst of energy. So, yeah, right now it's just after work, on the weekends, and just making time and prioritizing it. Yeah, I love that. Because I I agree. I, I feel like time is always
0: there if you make it. People are always like, oh, I don't have time. If you want the time, just make it. It's as easy as that. And I love that you are like a living example of that, of a person who's working full time and like working at like a very legit job, which is like, you know, you it's not like you're just sitting around all day eating bonbons. Like I know how rigorous (laughs) and intense it is. And on top of it, you're doing recloseted as well. And I love that. And I think that's awesome because you can also be serving as an expander for other listeners who want to, you know, start their own thing, too. Um, So what are some ways that we can be more conscious about our, our clothing choices and how we choose to pursue fashion? Do you have any good tips for the listeners?
1: Yeah, there's a couple easy things you can do. When I buy clothes now, I try to change my mentality. So instead of trying to buy cheap clothes, I will look at the price tag and then think about how many times I'm going to wear it. So if there's this $200 coat that you love, but you, you're you kind of iffy on the price tag. But if you think about it, you know, if you're going to wear this $200 coat more than 300 times, your cost per wear is quite low. So changing that mentality of always buying cheap clothes, but buying um, as more of an investment is something we can easily do. And then the second thing is kind of at the end of the cycle when you're done with clothes you no longer want, uh, instead of just donating it, because uh, one of the statistics I found was that about only 10% of donated clothes make it to those in need. And so when you're done with clothes try to think of ways to give it to friends or family or host a clothing flop or consign it a quick tip is if you give it to a consignment store and they can sell it it probably will go to someone versus the landfill yeah so just two quick tips think about how you're purchasing invest in your pieces and then at the end when you're done with your piece and you don't want them anymore instead of donating think about other ways you can ethically dispose of it
0: Mm those are great tips and i had no clue that you shared that statistic on your instagram that 90 percent of clothes that get donated go to the landfill and i was like what that's ridiculous that's nuts that's just crazy and that really like really bothers me especially like i try to be a really conscious consumer and really like be good <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff and i just couldn't believe it because i like donate i donate stuff all the time to our local yeah. cha- like charities and um, that's just mind-boggling to me because like i'm the kind of person that donates stuff and it's still like obviously like g- good condition and stuff that's like not wrecked and stained and uh, my cousin worked at a thrift shop for a long time and she would say the same thing where so much stuff gets Tossed or like sent to different parts of the world, and I was just like that's nuts because there's people mm-hmm. here that could use those clothes. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like so many other listeners as well would totally love your Instagram. everybody go <laughs> check out Selena on Instagram. it's at recloseted right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and you have a very good aesthetic. You've got great taste and style, so your Instagram feeds also very visually appealing.
1: <laughs> wow, thank you. Yours is really nice too. I
0: gotta oh, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. So let's shift gears a little bit and do some Q&A. Um, man, so once again, I don't know the questions in advance, which is why I picked Selena to come on because I trust her. <laughs> so are you ready to rock? Yeah, let good. do it. Cool. Okay, sweet.
1: I will let you lead. Sounds good. So I know sometimes on your podcast when you have interviews, you usually start by asking them about. How they started their morning uh so i'd love to do the same with you uh either how you started today or what's your typical morning routine
0: Ooh, i love this question this is so fun um so i slept here in my own bed and i had a really nice slow morning and i've been reading this book wait what's the title like called the cosmic powers within you or something it's roughly that it's all like god and jesus kind of thing Except I can tell that there's sort of this, there's definitely like an underlying thing of like your subconscious mind and like tap into the cosmic field and the infinite potential. And I love all that kind of stuff. So I was writing down some notes from that book that I wanted to keep for myself. I just felt like this guy has like some daily prayers you can use to tap into the divine and cosmic wisdom and i love that kind of stuff so i was making notes (laughs) and then i made breakfast so i had almond butter on toast and i had coffee and then i did a steam at equinox and then showered at equinox and i just yeah i came back i ate some soup last night i made butternut squash soup from scratch so i was pretty proud of that yeah i felt really gourmet i don't know if chris really appreciated it I don't know if you, like, <laughs> understand how much work it took, but whatever. I enjoyed the leftovers today. <laughs> but And then I hopped on the phone with you. So that was my morning.
1: Very cool. And then I'm also very curious. I feel like you have a probably have a really good evening routine, too. So how do you unwind and get ready for the end of your day? Mm,
0: this is a good question, too. I really do try to get off Instagram. I really try not to take it in my bed. Sometimes the phone comes with me in bed, and I feel like the second like I lay down and then I'm on Instagram it's like game over so I try not to take the phone with me I really do try to get off the computer at like a reasonable time and then I I try not to be so strict with myself so whatever time feels good to get off um I wear the blue light blogging glasses I've actually been wearing those since oh my god I'd say for the last six or seven years it's been a long time I feel like I did it before it was cool so uh around like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, if I'm still in front of the screen, I put on the yellow tinted glasses <laughs> to oh stop the blue light coming in because that ruins your melatonin levels. Um, and then now, I after a certain point, I turn off my Wi-Fi, so I can't get on the computer or my phone. And it's oh, a way in which oh. I just stop. <laughs> I, like, force myself to stop because I'm the kind of person that, like, I'll be like, oh, just one more thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I get distracted on Instagram, and I've been really trying to be – legit about that because it's been eating out so much of my time i feel like you feel the same with instagram it's just like where does the time go so i'm trying to be better with boundaries and then yeah i usually just try to read wine but i put on my diffuser i like to diffuse some lavender and i try to read a book or something paper at the end of the day and then i try to go to bed i usually have some sort of thing that i'm trying to get my subconscious mind to do overnight (laughs) i read tools of titans oh my gosh who was it I want to say Peter Thiel founder of PayPal said don't go to bed without a request to your subconscious mind I'm almost certain it was him but I thought that was so cool so ever since I read that I've been going to bed with a request to my subconscious mind it's usually just like let me have a restful sleep and like remove negative programming I I don't know if it helps but I do it anyways because it's kind of a fun routine so yeah that's my evening routine (laughs) Oh, I love
1: that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so speaking of time, I feel like you put out so much content and I'm always in awe of how much you do. And so I'd love to hear about how you manage your time and how you prioritize and what you found works for you. Yeah,
0: this is a great question. I love to get stuff done like I feel like type A people understand this, but like getting stuff done feels amazing. I do try to manage my time really effectively, I teach all of the strategies. It's taught, I teach it in your conscious empire, so I will save some of those for for when people enroll. But some of my biggest tips is like I batch a lot of stuff, so I batch emails as much as I can. I have like a notification on my email saying like I only check twice a day during weekdays, and you can expect a response from me then. And I actually hold myself extremely highly accountable to my deadlines. So I yeah I kind of it's like a shows come out every Tuesday unless I'm having a technical issue like last week. I really do try to get shows Tuesday days they're out by like noon it's it's something i like to do um i have this whole thing on taking things to completion it's so important to just get stuff done 100 because quite often we take things to like 80 or 90 percent but we don't finish it it takes so much longer if you like start a task and then you're like oh i'm just gonna stop right now but if you just like get it done and 100 fully complete it you'll actually get it done sooner rather than having to do the task sort of a, a chunk in the morning and then a chunk in the evening but if you just like sat down and did it 100 percent and take it right to completion you'll get it done in a sooner sooner time frame so i do that a lot taking things to completion that's like one of my it's one of my work mantras just take it to completion
1: <laughs> yeah that's a great tip yeah because i feel like if you ever pick it up you have to almost work backwards catch up and then you finish it so totally that's a great tip yeah and then
0: boundaries of course like boundaries saying no to stuff being like really clear on just you know communicating with other people and i try not to take on stuff that i don't want or like and i'm i have a very easy time saying no so i still get like a ton of requests for people want to i don't know work with me or you know have them be a guest on the show or like i get lots of like stuff and requests that come in through that and it's just like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And just being very comfortable just saying no and not caring if that bothers them or they're really upset. Like I have to protect my time and understand that I can't do all the things. And just because I get all the requests doesn't mean I have to say yes to them. In the past, I used to be like, oh, but it's an opportunity. I just have to say yes. And now it's like, okay, Kelly, like you can't do everything and it's okay to say no. And it's okay if people are like bummed that you can't do something or show up, but that's just, part of what happens when you like really get serious about protecting your time
1: mm-hmm. totally and so with boundaries how do you know when you need to set it or if it's not aligned is it kind of your gut feel and then when you do know if it's someone that's close to you like a friend or family member how do you deal with that or how do you word that Ooh, i love that yeah everything comes by through
0: my my gut or like my intuition i usually just have this sort of a feeling you know when you you can kind of feel when if, if it's just like this feels good versus this feels like meh. I feel like we all kind of know that. Mm, meh or like mm, I don't know kind of feeling. And whenever I have that come in, I know I should set a boundary or say no. So, I have a three-step formula that I use. I, I yeah, I teach it in Your Best Life and Your Conscious Empire, but I try to always say what I need to say, but do it in a really concise way. So, I feel like with boundaries, a lot of people will go over time or they'll start explaining themselves a lot or justifying themselves. And that's been a big practice for me to remember that I don't have to do that. I don't have to go like justify why I need to say no or justify why I can't do this thing. Um, So I just try to say thank you so much for asking in the kindest way possible. I'm going to pass because of X and I hope you can understand. And that's literally it. I, I will link an episode in the show notes of how to set boundaries. And then I think I did a YouTube video as well on how to do that. But yeah, it's it's such a delicate practice and then with friends and family I think just having the courage to say it sooner rather than later like whenever I even if I get asked questions I don't like to be asked like a really popular question I mean yeah in full honesty I get a lot because Chris and I've been uh, together for a long time so many people are like when are you guys gonna get married like when are you gonna live together when are you gonna move in like you know or or just like you know those kinds of questions which I totally understand those come from like loving places And I feel like you would totally get these kinds of questions too.
1: Yeah. We've been dating for a while too. Totally. And we get those questions and I feel like anyone that's in a long-term relationship, they do get that. And to your point, yeah, it could be coming from a loving place, but it's also a little awkward. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And I feel like just being like
0: able to sort of have your statements and your boundary statements like ready and just being okay just to say it. Cause I feel like it's just whenever those come up, I'm like, oh gosh (laughs) here we go again or sometimes I feel like I used to feel kind of bad that I wouldn't like talk about it but sometimes you know I feel like sometimes people just want to it usually just comes from a good place but sometimes people are just pesky like (laughs) I feel like we all have those like friends and family in your life where they're just sort of like nosy and it's just like next topic you know what I mean like polite boundary statement or like yeah Or, or sometimes you know questions I don't like talking a lot extensively about what i eat and why i eat the way i do and having to go on about my autoimmune condition or whatever like those questions also are so annoying like at a dinner and they're like why are you not eating the turkey or like why are you not going to like eat the stuffing and it's like okay just quick boundary versus having to get into this like whole rant or like this whole thing and i don't like confrontation so just like a quick little boundary i find good and just changing the subject really quickly
1: cool that makes sense And so switching gears a bit, I know you just got back from Hawaii, um, and that's one of your favorite places to go and unwind. And so I'd love to hear more about how do you balance, uh, I guess, your work and your personal life and do you even believe in balance? And how do you carve out time to see your family, Chris, and your friends?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Balance. I feel like I struggled with balance for like ever. I feel like I did not know balance for the longest time. I think I finally understand it now. Also, though, I'm in a spot where it doesn't have to, I don't have to work so much. Like I'm at the point in my business where things are good as is. I feel like in the past, I definitely worked a ton at the start. I also did so many things wrong in the beginning, which I learned down the road. (laughs) And now I teach not to do those things, but because I had spent so much time doing stuff that wasn't right or wasn't productive or wasn't profitable, I was just spending so much time in my business that I didn't have time for other people um, and I made my business my 100% priority which is totally fine and I don't regret that and that's how the way the cookie, cookie crumbled. Now I really do try to set serious boundaries with my work and it's it's like myself with my work like being like, okay, Kelly, you can only check email so many times a day, or you can only be on Instagram so many times a day, and you don't have to get this done at, at midnight just because, like, you think it needs to get done, or that client does not need to hear back from you, like, this very second. Like, it's okay to take a break or, like, a pause or, like, just knowing that I don't have to get stuff done instantly. Like, it's not all urgent, if that makes sense. Um, and just <laughs> It doesn't have to be immediate, where in the past I used to be like, Everything was super immediate. Like if I got an email, no matter what time it was, I would write back or even on Instagram. If I got a DM, I would write back like immediately. Mm-hmm. And in sort of remembering now that if it's sort of like a basketball game and it's like the basketball is in my court and being like okay if i got a dm i get to decide when i want to reply and mm-hmm. even though I, it says online which i hate on instagram now it shows you if you're yeah. active which bothers me because like i don't want people to know when i read their texts i took that off my i message. yeah i don't know do you have that on yours The red. no i took mine off too yeah it's stressful and I, it's so like i don't want the pressure to be there for me to respond immediately so i try to just remember myself that like i can respond during my work hours and just be sure that I'm communicating that clearly to people and clients. And it's all my email autoresponder that like I batch my emails. And if I could put that on Instagram, I totally would too. But yeah, I try to really do make, always try to plan out stuff on Sunday. Like I'll plan out all my workouts and schedule them in the calendar immediately. So clients can't book over top of the times I go to Equinox because I have an automatic calendar system so people can just pick times so i try to put my stuff in there first and then people can book around it which is super helpful that's a nice way because then i feel like i'm 100% getting my my life in there first before i get clients booking in or podcast guests now a new thing i've been doing is taking all of saturday all of sunday off on social media and 100% off on email and not not even like looking because i used to like look still a lot on the weekends and now i'm like i gotta unplug because Yeah, I had a really big I kind of had that huge wake up call after Hawaii being like, whoa, Kelly, you got to stop like stop pushing so hard and like just stop trying so much. So I'm really trying to practice serious rest and having a serious life and like making plans to see people. And I'm the kind of person I have to schedule everything like everything like has to go in the calendar so stuff can't get booked over and um, so that I can like just have it there so I'm in a phase of everything is just going right in if I have to message people like can we have dinner in three weeks okay cool let's like pick a date now and a time and like put it in the calendar and I find that's the most helpful is when it's all in the calendar and concrete and set and I find that's a really nice way for me to get that time with friends and family in there before anybody else can get a hold of it yeah
1: are those tips helpful yeah that totally makes sense and and good for you I remember you used to work on the weekends and I was like oh my gosh don't. Don't stress yourself out unnecessarily. So no, that's great. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I and I think one of the biggest learnings I've had this year is just nothing's ever that urgent or that important. Um, it's going to sound a little blunt, but like no one died. The world is not ending. You can send that email out tomorrow or, you know, during your work hours. And so, yeah, I think that was one of my biggest takeaways this year. I feel like we all stress ourselves out unnecessarily a lot totally i agree
0: and it's like why do you know what i mean i i feel like and it's like even though other people don't expect like immediate replies i feel like maybe it's just like you know you and i are very like type a and diligent and like really conscientious workers so it's like oh of course i'll just write back right now but it's like no it's okay to like take some time um and reply totally. when when we're ready so yeah i love that you shared that
1: totally. And then when it is time for you to have some me time, how do you take care of yourself? And how do you ensure that you give yourself the love that you need? So I know, I know you go to Equinox, um, but what else do you do? Ooh, I love this question.
0: I love, I love going for walks on the seawall. I really go every single day. That's really important to me. I always try to get out and go for like a walk and it'll be like an hour to two hours. And I go to Equinox every day that's like a religious thing <laughs> wow. happens every day even if I don't do a workout I will still do like a steam or a sauna or just a shower there <laughs> but it's sort of like the habit of going you know totally. I like to invest in the stuff that makes me really happy so I love online classes I love learning about all my like ridiculous woo woo stuff like I love my manifestation stuff and like the Lacey Phillips classes that I'm in right now and I love learning about that I enjoy listening to podcasts so it's like learning in that that regard that stuff is always really fun to me so yeah I've been really enjoying that and just being really cognitive about my self-talk lately I found myself getting so upset with I had accidentally like double purchased something that was final sale and I couldn't believe how hard I was on myself about that I was getting so upset about it and I was like it was in US dollars so it was extra and then there's like I was just like really really bummed out that I was like oh and I was I couldn't believe how hard I was on myself no matter like how much of this self-development work I do and continually do and the mindset work I was just like man I gotta be better to myself and more gentle and just like know that that's okay and I can't be perfect and it's not in the world because like I would I used to like beat myself up so much if I made errors or if I made mistakes like in school or if I got bad grades on tests. So it was sort of like that old patterning was rearing its head when I had double purchased this course. And I was just like, Kelly, it's OK. Like, don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, being really cognizant of my self-talk and just. Just being more gentle with myself. Just knowing that choices I had made in the past, even though if I wouldn't do it now, it's still okay. Like there's stuff I like. There's this jacket. <laughs> I bought this like jacket at Rizia last year, and I loved it at the time. And then this year, I don't love it so much anymore. And yesterday, I was being so hard on myself. I was like, "You should have bought the other one. Like, you know, you should have taken your mom's advice that this one wasn't super flattering, or like get a darker color." Do you know what I mean? It's just all like my ego. And just Can't. like Kelly, it's okay. You made that choice last year. Like. You're a different person now. Like, just don't be so hard on yourself over the stupid stuff. Just be like, just, just like let it go or get it fixed or like take it to the tailor or give it to your sister, you know, versus like sitting here being upset with yourself. So, yeah, trying to be just a bit more gentle with my self talk for sure.
1: Totally. I love that. And yeah, I think sometimes I heard actually recently someone say that, you know, what we say to ourselves is can be so harsh at times. And you know, if you wouldn't say what you're saying to yourself, to your best friend, to your mom, to your, to your sister, then why are you treating yourself that way? And so that really resonated with me too.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's so crazy. Like if we said that stuff out loud, it would be so bad. It would be so bad. And it's so embarrassing. Like to think about what I would say to myself and to say it out loud or like, to say it to like my listeners oh my god it would be like the worst so yeah I try to like really check that stuff and try to be good and it's a continual practice like I still I'm not 100% perfect at it I'm like maybe
1: 70 70% there <laughs> <laughs> well that's good it's, it's something I feel like you have to continuously work on
0: Hey there, it's me. I just want to interrupt this amazing episode and remind you that there is a sweet giveaway going on. All you got to do is scroll over on your Apple podcast app, click the Kelly track show, scroll down to write a review and leave your rave review and Instagram handle so I can find you and then you will be entered to win both your best life and your conscious empire, which are my two top notch courses. So when you're done enjoying this episode, be sure to go leave a rating and review and the universe will so give you a cosmic wink and some good karma will flow your way safe. And if you need a visual of what I'm talking about, just go to kellytrack.com slash giveaway and it's totally right there
1: for you. All right, peeps, back to the show. Okay. And then, so, um, I'm also curious about, I guess, burnout. And so how do you know when you're about to potentially burn out and then how do you step back and make sure you take care of yourself, even if you have deadlines or things that are, you know, coming up?
0: Ooh, this is a great question, Selena. Um, burnout, burnout is something I used to experience it a ton in school. Just because solder was so rigorous and intense and I applied myself so hard, I would be burnt out all the time. I'm way better now, but I definitely have hit two big burnouts. One came after I made Your Best Life and then, no surprise, the second one came after I made Your Conscious Empire (laughs) because they were just so, it was just so time intensive, you know? Um, And I can feel it because I start to not like working on KellyTrack.com it becomes almost feeling like I resent it or I don't want to do it or I don't want to do a podcast episode or I don't want to pitch a guest. I can feel it because it'll feel like my creativity has like weaned off and I'm not like in love with it anymore. And that's when I know that I'm hitting the burnout because it's not fun. And I feel like when the fun goes, then you know that you're kind of a little bit in high waters. I know for me, that's definitely my indicator. So I really try to watch where i am and then also being okay with it like i know for actually the whole summer i didn't do guest episodes and that was fine i was just like whatever (laughs) i don't care like i didn't have the energy to do guest interviews it would have been way too much while trying to film and create all of your conscious empire you know and uphold all my coaching clients um so just being okay with understanding that stuff looks different at different times in your life and it doesn't have to be to the nth degree. Like, I think, I feel like maybe you would resonate as well. But like, when I do something, it needs to be you know, an 11 out of 10. Like, it has to be above and beyond at all times. And going above and beyond is something I always do. And I teach in Your Conscious Empire. Um, And it's like, it's that extremely high standard of excellence. And knowing that it doesn't always have to be like, an 11 out of 10 like it's okay for things just to be what they are you know versus always striving for continual like super super excellence because you know there'll be times when i'm like you know doing i'm actually like pushing way too hard and it's like kelly if you stop pushing so hard it would be a lot easier and you could get a better result and just sort of trying to take that expectation and pressure off when it feels like i'm i'm really striving for that 11 out of 10
1: Totally, and so I guess what I'm hearing is that you you feel it; it's no longer fun, and then you'll take a step back. And so, is it anything else you do, or is it really just about the workload and being more cognizant of it?
0: Well, for, yeah, I think for me, it's the workload and being really cognizant of it. Cognizant of it. Um, I think, I mean, it's a little bit different for me because I get to control everything, right? So, right, I get to pick if there's no more guest episodes, or I get to pick if I take less coaching clients, and I get i have like the full reins so it's hard for me to like uh provide advice or comment for people who who work but i know for me like if i feel the burnout coming i just try to give myself permission just to 100 percent dial it back and be like uh this month i'm not taking on any coaching clients or <laughs> do you know what i mean or like um no gut, no guest episodes right now or like i had plans to do another course that was supposed to come out this september and i was like no way in hell (laughs) no way like kelly no we're gonna dial that one back a a thousand percent it will come out whenever it's ready to come out no time pressure um and just peeling back a 100 percent. and then also communicating and being really clear to other people like hey i'm not doing guest episodes right now or hey i'm saying no to stuff across the board and just being okay with communicating that especially when you have the freedom to choose like how you want your schedule to be because I definitely had that conversation a lot when I came back from Hawaii and I was just like hey I'm cutting back on a lot of stuff like I'm saying no across the board to a lot of things I am not doing like x y and z you know I'm spending more time chilling out trying to live my life have more fun you know really focus on the things that I'm really excited about right now and having the courage to just have those conversations and say hey my feelings have changed like I can't do this anymore or I can't show up for that or we can't do this thing anymore and being okay with yourself for needing to change things. Yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah,
1: totally. And then I guess for me, because I actually work a nine to five, what I find helpful is just prioritizing. Um, I call myself kind of an extroverted introvert. So when I do see friends, it does, it makes me happy, but it also can take energy for me. So, you know, just dying that back, letting them know what's going on, that kind of stuff. And I think working out also helps too. Like you never regret a workout. And so, and you always feel so great after. So I find that also helps too.
0: Totally. Yeah. I feel like working out always makes me feel better too. And
1: did you go to spin class this morning? I did. Where did you go for spin? Um, I just went to a local gym and I love the instructor because she's super intense Um, and classes are great because there's music and, you know, everyone's kind of looking at you, even though they're probably not. So (laughs) it's, it's a good way to make sure you you're working hard. I
0: love that. Yeah, I'm a class person, too. Do you do like open floor at the gym? Like, do you go and do your own workout or are you more of a class person?
1: Uh, I'm more of a class person, but I do open floor stuff as well, but mainly classes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: like a mainly class. I don't ever use the gym floor. I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be like, okay, I
1: did like one squat. All right, next. Let's go to (laughs) yoga. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Okay, cool. And so I feel like you also have so many great ideas, and so I would love to hear about how you stay creative or how you let ideas flow to you and you make sure you're open to receiving them.
0: Ooh, I love this. I love this question. Um for me, creativity is like a muscle. So the more creative I am, the more creative ideas I get. So a big requirement of that is actually time, which I wasn't giving for myself. It took me a ton of time to make your conscious empire. And then I was pretty wiped after that, even though I teach like ease in that class and how to have an easy business. Um, when I'm not in the middle of making something huge, I try to take a ton of time. So I have a, a calendar max of two bookings a day. So that's like two podcast guests, or two coaching clients, or a meeting in a podcast guests or like a meeting and a coaching client. It's like a two max a day rule. And that allows me to have more space and time for myself. I, yeah, I really need like a ton of time to just to like do nothing because I find the answers and the creative ideas come when I'm not looking for them. So it just like looks like, you know, going for a walk on the seawall and experiencing life and experiencing my own life because I always get ideas and reminders and lessons from my daily encounters and just lessons I see pop up day to day which usually turn into podcast episodes so protecting my time is super important because I need a lot of white space to have the creative ideas flow in because I don't get creative ideas if I'm jam-packing my day back to back to back I've intentionally designed my business so that it runs quite heavily off passive income because as I've shared before uh, the biggest way in which I make money is from my courses so your best life and your conscious empire so I've designed my business with a lot of intentions so that it can run without my time and that my time is freed up for space so that i can go make creative stuff so that being podcast episodes or youtube videos or sharing something fun on instagram or jotting ideas down for the next course so yeah i have more space and time now now that things are really like up and running and i feel like the plane is getting close to cruising altitude versus just like taking off off the tarmac um but yeah, the white space is like super integral to getting more creative ideas and guarding that time and really trying not to just jam pack up the calendar and say no and practice boundaries.
1: <laughs> totally. No, that's great. And I, I think also people forget to set aside that time because we're always so focused and just doing things, doing things, doing things. And so, you know, that's that's really important.
0: Yeah. And it's it's hard. I feel like in our modern world and we forget so much because the tendency is just to be like to go 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 to always be on to be on instagram like check your email while you're in line for your coffee you know it's that i feel like there's this underlying pressure to always be on and the more i've stepped into this role of having this online presence and kind of being this public figure in a sense i'm like i gotta dial it back like i can't always be on because it's so draining like it's so draining to always be trying to like just get stuff done and answer just one more email or reply to one more DM, you know, and just knowing that it's okay in this society of like all of the technology around us, it's okay to live a little bit more of an unplugged life at times.
1: Totally. So, uh, more of a fun question. So I know you recently met Jen sincero and oh. you love her and <laughs> I, I love her too. And so I wanted to hear more about your experience meeting her and maybe what's your biggest takeaway that you've gotten from her.
0: Oh my god, I love Shen I I grin so hard over the fact that I met her cuz she just means the world to me. So, I went to go see her. She's speaking here in Vancouver. It was super kissment because she was here the week of my birthday and it was my 25th birthday. So, it was a huge milestone and When I was 24, I did all the precursor work of my money mindset, mastering my money mindset, all the work that went into that. 24 was a huge year for me. It was like my up leveling year. I think I turned 30 after being 24. Um, (laughs) The personal growth I did in in that year was immense. And that was hugely because of Jen Sincero and taking everything she taught me and just running with it. So seeing her that week. Was just, it was like this sign from the universe. And it was just like this pat on the back that I did it and that I could turn my whole life around and turn my entire financial situation around. And like this week, I did the numbers of where I'm going to be if I don't do any growth at all with my business next year. And I was so blown away. I was like, what the hell? Holy shit. And that was like a direct result of Jensen Cheryl. So I felt really proud of myself that I pulled it off and seeing her was like the icing on the cake. So she was here in Vancouver and she had a couple other speakers. So in the morning, they're like, oh, yeah, Jen, after her talk, she's going to be signing books because I didn't think she was going to sign books after the event because she's like a big deal. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel like she's just going to, you know, fly to her next thing. And she also said on stage that she was taking requests for the best sushi restaurants in town and hikes. So. I am the kind of person that always goes above and beyond. So I look for opportunities everywhere. It's where, so if you have your eyes on the prize for opportunity and money, you will find opportunity and money. So I was like, oh, my God, Jensen Chero is looking for hikes and sushi restaurants. And oh, my God, she's signing books. So I ran home. Thank God I live downtown. I grabbed my two books. You're a badass and you're a badass at making money. And I wrote her a card as well in case I wasn't going to chance to talk to her. So I wrote her a card pretty much saying thank you and how much money i made and everything i learned from her and the, the fact that if she opens up one-on-one coaching <laughs> i'm gonna sign up <laughs> um and i yeah i got in line i ha- i waited like an hour in line like it's because tony was still speaking at he was like the last person tony robbins and he was like the final grand finale of the event and i left probably an hour early to get in line to get my book signed by jen so i was second person in line which is awesome so i just said hi and I talked to her and I was like a normal person and I was really proud of myself because I didn't sound (laughs) I think I sounded like a fangirl but I got out everything I need to say and I was really articulate and I was really happy and she asked me what my name was and she asked me about my podcast and what it was called and um, I gave her my card and my recommendations for sushi and hikes and she was so happy and It was just the best. It was just so good. And then I was like high on cloud nine. And then I forgot pretty much that it was my birthday that week because I was just so wrapped up in Jen Sincero. To me, it was like the biggest icing on the cake. It was like an internal knowingness. Like you did it, Kelly. You pulled it off. And it just felt really good just because it came at the close of my 24th birthday going into my 25th. And it just felt like the universe gave me a huge pat on the back. And yeah, I think the biggest thing she's taught me... Oh my god, she's taught me so many things. I think the biggest one being absolutely figuring out the thing that's going to freak you out and just doing it. Like, what's the number one thing that you know will change your life forever and how can you do it in one week? I still ask myself that all the time and I just feel like that's such a powerful question because it forces you no longer to hesitate on your dreams and your goals and I have taken her advice to like jump into the void and do scary stuff and every time I do it I just make more money, (laughs) which is essentially what I was hoping for. You know, I was like taking insane leaps and just going all in and really leveling up and just pushing myself, even though it would feel like super uncomfortable. And sometimes it really still does to put down the credit card for big stuff and being like, well, I'm investing in this, or, you know, I'm, I'm getting a professional, like, you know, bookkeeping team now. And like, putting down the credit card and like paying for these people and like you know having like a proper accountant and like putting just putting down the money for everything and looking at hiring and being like okay kelly because you've jumped into the void before and you figured it out you can do it one more time and it's okay and knowing that if you leap the net will appear and understanding that that's the legit thing jen has probably taught me that the most um so yeah she's She's my favorite. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I still read her books all the time. I was rereading You're Badass Making Money like f- think Thursday and Friday. <laughs> if I listen to it on audio, I can get it done in a day. So <laughs> I still am obsessed for sure.
1: Oh, that's awesome. No, I when I saw you met her and you went to go see her, I was so happy because I know how much you looked up to it and I know how much she's changed your life. And so, no, I, I thought that was great. And to have it be on your birthday and have it kind of come full circle, I think that was that was amazing.
0: Yeah, and I still remember when we went for coffee at 49th Parallel um, and I had the book, like it was in my bag. And it was just when I was starting to do like the early work. So it's nuts just how... I think the biggest thing is like it's when you apply the work and you show up really fully to your calling and your dream and you you do what it takes that's when the mountains move. And I feel like I've never really experienced this in my life before, but when you're on your divine path and you really show up and you you do it the the sea parts ways and it's like holy shit, I'm a powerful creator. Holy cow. And it's like the best feeling in the world. So yeah, I'm kind of, it's kind of addicting. So now I'm obsessed with taking leaps and jumping into the void and doing all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, so to close out, I thought I would channel my inner Sophia Amoruso Ooh, I love <laughs> and ask you what success means to you. And so on her podcast, I love how she talks about how success isn't, you know, all about money or all about, you know where you are at at a company, and everyone every day is redefining their own version of success. So, I love to hear uh, what your version is. Oh, I love that. The answer that came to mind
0: um, ties in with my my personal mission in life, which is two things: to have fun and do what I love. That's it. So, I'm successful when I'm having fun and when I'm doing what I love, and that's kind of all I can ask for. And then monetarily, success means being able to put down the credit card for whatever I want and knowing that I'm financially supported in that. So yeah, those were the the three things that came to mind, having fun, doing what I love and essentially being able to put down my credit card. I'd be like, cool. If I want to go to Maui and stay like at this hotel, I can do it. Like, that's awesome. So that's kind of what success means to me in a nutshell, in radical honesty.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And then lastly, uh, she also asks her uh, interviewees what their most recent girl boss moment was. So when you really oh. kicked ass or when you really did something you were really proud of.
0: Hmm. Really kicked ass and did stuff I was proud of. Um, I'd say a couple big things. Number 1, I there was a technical issue with the podcast and I felt like such a boss because I figured out the issue. I solved the whole thing. I was able to keep all my subscribers intact. In the past, I used to be like, I can't figure out technical stuff. Like I can't do like a podcast like and sometimes we talk ourselves out of things. And I had this moment of like, "Oh my god, Kelly, like you're so smart. You figured out all this technical stuff of the podcast. You create a podcast. You know how to edit a podcast. You know how to make courses. You do like so much stuff. You can you literally figured all this stuff out like you are so smart like i sometimes i forget that i can do it do you know what i mean sometimes we just we doubt our ability to do stuff and yeah even stuff like i had to figure out a payroll thing and like banking and just getting there's so many like little back-end details lately that i've had to really get in place in order to sort of uh take my business to the next level and i just was like man i i can do this like i can read these government of canada documents i can sign off on this stuff I can make these decisions I can like get this stuff in order I can have these conversations with the bank like I can set up you know this account and like do my payroll like this and I can get on the phone and talk to this person and set up these systems and set up like plans that I for stuff I've never even like thought about or you know what I mean and it's just this fact that like oh my god I can do this I'm smart and it just feels really good so yeah that being my biggest girl boss moment is like being like oh my god i i can actually fully execute and rock business and operations and even though like i don't i mean i don't have an operations manager and i would love to have one one of these days so they don't have to do this stuff anymore because it's not my favorite but knowing that i can do it makes me feel like a badass motherfucker
1: (laughs) totally 100 percent. i love that yeah I feel like so often we feel like we can't do things because it's not our expertise but we can learn it we're all smart and so totally I love that
0: yeah I feel like Marie Forleo always says everything is figure outable and it's so mm-hmm. true like you can google stuff you can youtube stuff like I pride myself on being extremely resourceful like I can rub stones together to make a fire like I'm the kind of person that it's like if we literally, if you give me nothing, I can turn it into something. Like, you know, I always talk about like building a business with like almost like $0 budget as cheap as you can get away away with. And I I like to pride myself on the fact that I am smart and I can figure stuff out. And it's just something we don't tap into if we, if we let our ego take a hold, you know what I mean? Our ego is always like, Oh, you can't do it. Like you're so dumb. (laughs) My ego says that stuff to me all the time. And I'm like, no ego. I just figured out this legal stuff. Like
1: screw you (laughs) totally Mm -hmm. awesome well that's all i had and so i guess you're officially out of the hot seat amazing thank you so much
0: selena this was so good you were an amazing interviewer i'm so impressed (laughs) thanks
1: i think it came from just listening a lot and just being super curious and so yeah
0: yeah thank you so much for coming on so if listeners want to get in touch with you where's your favorite place for them to reach out and say hi
1: yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, so my personal Instagram is at Selena uh, My name is spelled S-E-L-I-N-A. And then also at Recloseted.
0: Perfect. And I'll be putting those links in the show notes. And if they want to, you know, get involved with Recloseted or learn more, uh, where can they go online?
1: uh, also recloseted.com or just send us a DM on Instagram. Cool. Sweet. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Selena. It
0: was a pleasure to have you here and thank you so much for the beautiful and thoughtful questions you had. You were asked great questions and, uh, it was super fun to be in your hot seat. <laughs>
1: yes, of course. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. Oh, thank you.
0: All right, my friends, and there you have it. That is the episode today. Selena, thank you so much for coming on and for asking such beautiful and thoughtful questions. And if you adored this episode, please take a second to take a screenshot on your phone, upload it to your Instagram stories, and be sure to tag Selena and I in it. So it's just at Recloseted, where you'll find Selena's handle, and at Kelly Track. I would totally love to hear your biggest aha moments and defs go check out recloseted give them a follow selena's got a really sweet account and you will totally learn a lot about the fashion industry and i love the facts that she shares because she's dropping some serious truth bombs about the fashion industry that we have probably no clue about so my dear friends thank you so much again for listening and thank you so much in advance for rating reviewing and subscribing to the podcast as i did share there is that giveaway going on so be sure to go leave your review for the kelly track show on itunes i'm so excited to hear your kind words and i am crossing my fingers hoping that you'll win the giveaway prizes so my dear friends thank you as always for tuning in for listening for being here for being such a loving member and a bright light of my community i so appreciate you i adore you and i'm sending you some magic your way today. All right, people. Adios. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day. And I'm so excited to see you back here soon.